Hello and welcome to Center for Victory's podcast of your best day yet. Here at Center for Victory, we're here to help unlock, reinforce, and enrich relationships through personal and professional development. I am Eric Guy, Chief Victory Officer at the Center for Victory. With me today is a, a longtime friend and chum, Ms. Lorianne Poutier, President and, and Co-Founder of uh, Integra Care Corporation. She's uh, going to lay it down for us today. This is one classy lady, and Thank this you. month we are talking about Wonder Women, and when I think about that, you are like top of mind, and, Thank you. and I'm not just saying that because I'm here blowing smoke, but you know <laughs> that um, I mean that uh, because you are extremely classy in what you do, and you've created uh, a great environment for people to work and live, and so we're going to get into it. Um, a little bit maybe just about your background, who you are, what you do. A little bit I kind of introduced you, but like tell our listeners and what do you do? I mean, what what do you think you do? Okay. (laughs) Well, what I think I do, you have a day, but uh, effectively um, I am what I would say is is a chief people officer and that's really what makes our business tick. Um, However, I come from a human resources background and Uh, got into senior living by way of human resources and actually when I started in senior living I was hired by somebody a firm in Pittsburgh one of the largest in the country Uh who had never had human resources and so the challenge was what they said to me is we don't believe in human resources but we have all these unemployment claims workers comp claims discrimination complaints and if you can work on those for a year and demonstrate to us that you're saving us more than you're costing us with your wages and benefits, we will let you build out an HR department. Uh So that's my foray into senior living, and I was able to do that, and actually, since they had nothing, I have to say it was actually easy, which is probably one of the only easy things in my career. (laughs) Uh, But I loved the industry, loved senior living, um, and, uh, you know, eight years later, left that firm uh, with my partner, Rick Irwin, and we started IntegraCare. So for the time we've had IntegraCare, I've primarily been operations, okay. the COO. Um, however, we currently have a successor for our company, and um, as a result of that, we're all moving positions, and I will be moving back to be the chief people officer of the company. So um, for me, it's going to be very cool to be able to um, end my career where I started it on the things I love the most, which really are the, the talent, the leadership the development of people, the mentoring, um, and the making it a great place to work. Mm-hmm. And you do a great job at that. So what did it take or what did you have to do to get into the position that you're in, if you could? Well, um, I mean, we got a little bit of the story, but yes. what else did you? Well, a couple things. I think, number one, it, um, it, it takes some courage. Uh, you know, I had, a, I had a decent salary, and so did my, my business partner. And at that time in my life, my... My husband and I needed my salary and his salary, and my business partner, he was the only salary. So being willing to say, we're gonna walk away with nothing, and because we believe in ourselves enough to start this business. So it was the courage, number one. I think number two, um, the support of my spouse, mm-hmm. um, because at that time, we were selling our home, and we were building a home that was a stretch for us. Uh, before This is before we resigned from our right. former employer. And my husband was speaking in Atlanta, and we were on our way to Atlanta, and when we landed, 
um, we got a call on the plane that our house sale had fallen through. Uh. The new house was under construction and we were making the payments. And I had already made my decision that I was going to be talking to my husband about quitting my job. Um, so I was fearful to even say to him, I want to quit my job. And so I practiced and practiced in front of the mirror. You know, honey, I want to start my own business. And when I finally did it, we, we went out for dinner and I had it all planned. And he immediately said, I support that without even questioning it. I would bet all of our eggs on you because I know you'll be successful. Yeah. So having that confidence of my spouse has been a huge motivator for me. That's and I think good. thirdly, um, my father was a never, a never quit. I mean, he, even to the end of his life, was that way. He just would reinvent himself over and over again. Um, and there were times I would think, why doesn't he just give it up? Yeah. And as I got older, I began to realize how much of that was really what made him tick and why people wanted to be around him, what was attractive about him as a, as a human being and a business owner. Um, and I realized that those are the very things I like about being in business. And so the influence of him has been in my life every step of the way. Different different path, you know, not an educated man, blue collar man, yeah. uh, owned a packing house, nothing glamorous, um, but the principles are still the same. Very good. Um, what what do you, what would you say are or have been your biggest challenges? And and speak to that because we're talking about women this month. Speak to more of the especially being a woman. Were there any challenges? Uh, less of uh, there haven't been as many challenges being a woman because it is a female dominated business. Mm -hmm. You know, senior living is you know uh, independent assisted living memory care. People tend to think of the caregiver. Who's, who's generally a, women, a woman. Um, so what, what comes as a result of that is there are women in the C-suite of our industry. I believe for me the, challenge, the challenges really have been for us um, is that we were using other people's money. So we needed institutional capital to grow our business, and we were a very small regional firm at a time when all the, the large, the Brookdales, the Sunrises, the emeritus is the biggies were dominating the industry. So, you know, it was my partner and I and one other person was kind of like the Rick and Lori Ann show. How do we get that money to come to invest in us, to, to partner with us when you have all these big players with great track records? So it became about uh, the credible relationships that we established, um, the knowledge of, of the intricacies of the business, not the big picture Everybody's going to move to senior living someday, but the how do you make this tick? How do you motivate the workers? Um, what do you do different to differentiate your product? So we the struggle was finding our way to, to create our own vision of what those things were in a way that it was going to be attractive to capital players that typically would invest in larger operators. Mm -hmm. And then secondly, it's the talent. Yeah. Because when you're a small company... If you get great people, they want to know what's the career path for me. Right. And we knew we were not going to be growing by you know 20 or 30 communities a year, maybe one or two or three. Three would be a lot. Mm -hmm. So we made an intentional decision to offer the advantages of a large company, such as the leadership training, uh, the, the, the supporting of certifications, 
uh, the mentoring opportunities for some of the leaders in the company so that it would feel like they had the advantages that they might have in a sunrise uh, in our small company. But by doing that, what we really did was say, our management company is not going to make any money. Mm-hmm. And we're okay with that. In other words, it's going to break even because the money we're spending is going to bring value at the site level, and that's really where the value is created for the customer and the team. So that's that's been a struggle. I mm-hmm. mean, it's it's rewarding. We have some great people. But if I look back and say what, what has been difficult, um, it has been winning that talent. And for me, because of my role in the company, the pressure yeah. to develop and retain the talent. Okay. And then speak to speak to this. What have what do you think have been your greatest triumphs or, or successes throughout life? And it just doesn't have to be at work. It can be anywhere. But what what have been some of your big ones for you? Because I know you've had a lot. I, I there's several. I, I yeah, they're they're actually kind of an interesting. I think number one, um, my personal in my personal life, my 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 relationship with my husband uh, and my family is great. You know, in this world. I see so many people who are estranged from their families or, um, you know, have, 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 have are single moms with four kids or whatever. And I, I have had the, the blessing of all of my personal relationships, which really have advanced me in my career. Um, I believe, secondly, I would say that I have always been, I don't know why this is, but I'm not a person who's threatened by other people's knowledge or talents. So I have always been willing to hire people who I thought were much better than me. Mm-hmm. And in my role today, everybody that surrounds me is much better than me at what they do, which has always afforded me the ability to do what I am good at and what I love. And, and the virtue of the collection of us is it can be pretty impressive because we're not all threatened by each other. We respect the other person's talents and we're willing to say, you know, this is your lane, take it over. And it, we call it the greater than yourself concept. Uh-huh. And, you know, it, there are times when it gets a little crowded in there because it's very strong people. Um, but overall, I think through the tough times, I've been able to have clarity because I'm not worried about trying to do every single thing operationally, for instance, because I have Megan. She's my COO. She's better on the regulations. She's better on the policies and procedures. So why do I need to do that stuff? I can just have her do that. It's what she loves. And then I work on the relational aspect. How are we going to roll that out? How are we going to get the buy-in? How are we going to monitor it? And between the two of us, we end up with something really cool. So that that's number two. And I think the last thing is, I guess one of the, tri- the greatest triumphs is that we've been able to uh, grow this business um, into Pennsylvania, Maryland, and Virginia. Um, we've been able to win over some of the institutional capital that are the biggest players in our industry, um, and that we are known for um, transparency, um, a solid oper- operation, um, and bringing value to our our team members, and therefore create. We call it a great place to work because it's a great place to live, mm-hmm. and certainly. We've had our share of unhappy, you know, co-workers who've left or yeah. whatever. But we were laser focused on that. And when I see the needle moving on those kinds of things, uh, and I see somebody's life improving because of that, that's the triumph. And actually, that's what motivates me to keep doing it, is 
when you're surrounded by great people, working hard, um, self-sacrificing, then as a leader, you want to be that, you want to be doing those same things, but only at a higher level, so you're paving a great path for the, for the workforce. One of the things I really appreciate about you, and I, and I, and I hope I've told you this enough that you've heard it, is you're not one of those leaders. Like everybody thinks that leaders need to be like just aggressive and, you know, assert yourself. You're like this ray of sunshine when you walk in the room. And I just, I love seeing you all the time. You bring a smile to my face every time I see you. There's not one time I can think of where I have, like right now, I mean, you're just like, that is who you are and you really believe in your people. And and some people say, well, you you know, you can't be a leader if you don't, you know, assert yourself, be aggressive, be, you know, confrontational. You have a whole different approach, and it's nice. It feels good. Um, <laughs> thank you. I thank you. I greatly appreciate that. And, and you know, I don't know if you could could speak to that a little bit and tell our listeners a little bit about that. But you've you've made a career. You haven't changed, and you've always been very people centric. You've always had this this ray of sunshine about you. How has that helped? Just you being because that's who you are. I know that's who you are. I've been, you know, you know, we've hung out enough that I know you are, that is who you are in your whole being. How has that impacted you just being your authentic self? Well, I believe in general, it, it kind of for me is not, a, believe it or not, it's not a conscious decision. Yeah. It is, um, obviously, transparency is a pretty freeing uh, yes. approach to life. And non-transparency is not, you know, game playing. There's no time for game playing. And, you know, when I think about early in my career, I was young and green. And, you know, you're a product of all the influencers you had. And as I mentioned, my father was one of my greatest influencers. And he was one of the most transparent people that probably I will ever know. Um, And secondly, we're all people. We all put our pants on every day. Um, We all have our own unique talents. And I think working specifically in in human services but in this industry in senior living you realize how how tough every aspect of what we do is Um, and all people want is to be valued and respected for what they do and even even at my station in life when I get a little note card from somebody that says they appreciated something I did or you know thank you for the initiative of the company that did such and such for for my family and I I still feel as good about that note as I did when I started my career right out of college. Um, And so having that attitude has allowed us, me specifically, to know when things are not well in the company, to know, you know, something happened regulatory-wise in a a site, or um, a resident family is very ticked off because we didn't take care of somebody the way we should have, or we didn't follow through, because people are not afraid to tell us those things. And the reason I believe that is is, They've, they've seen that there's not always going to be punishment because you commit a mistake and we're approachable. and that We're not, you know, we only want perfection out there in the world, so don't come and talk to us unless what you have to tell us is good news. So for me, it's been just a freeing way of existing. And actually, I enjoy everybody that I yeah. work with. So if I didn't have that, you know, when people say it's lonely at the top, it doesn't have to be. It, it can be actually very enjoyable, but it's it's based on what you put into your relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some tips that you have for people, uh, like especially women, um, 
to to actually to aspire to be successful like you you've, you've kind of laid out what you've been through mm-hmm. right and people don't always see that where we started from right <laughs> right and you know they're like oh man she's got it all together and and I would say that and you probably say you don't I, mean, I don't that, yes <laughs> but, yes but what, what what are some things like what are some tips that you would give folks to say hey look you know if you want if you do this this and this It'll get you to where you need to be. Okay. Um, I guess number one is uh, know your passion. And, you know, it doesn't, it's not always really obvious to you. So my, my passion really is not seniors. My passion is uh, helping people be the best they can be. And I choose to do that in senior living. So just knowing that, I, I kind of gear my efforts to how do I help them be their best person, not only personally, but within the world of senior living. So know your passion. Uh, number one. Uh, number two, I would say be willing to face your fears. I think a lot of times, like people that consider wanting to be an entrepreneur, starting their own business, you have all the fears of what could go wrong and that, that you're going to be a failure. And I have had those same fears. I still have those moments in my career. Um, and I, I, I tell a story of one of my early customers um, who I had to meet with him monthly and before that monthly meeting, every single month, I, I would throw up. Um, the fear of just his um, approach, he was very nasty, he was very condescending. Um, and in my mind, he had the power, and I didn't, but that was because I took away my own power. And then as I grew in my, in my career, I began to see that there's something I can learn from him in every one of these meetings. So I don't have to like all the stuff that surrounds him, mm-hmm. What's the thing I can learn? And when I look back on that particular person, what I learned was a discipline that I didn't have because I knew he was going to want to know these five or six things in every meeting, and they weren't really the way I'm wired to think, but because I knew he wanted those, I prepared religiously, I practiced, and I learned a discipline for presenting to investors and and lenders and people of that nature. So I think that's really important And I think the third thing is for women, and this is a woman-specific thing, is men tend to uh, do a great job networking, Mm -hmm. do a great job having their buds in their their business world, you know, talking business, um, and are happy for each other's success. And when there's a disagreement or a conflict, they have their disagreement or their conflict and they move on. You know, in my career, I would say that women generally have not been that way. Uh, myself included, because you kind of, you kind of operate with within the context that you're that you're in every single day, and you go along with what you see. And actually, when Rick and I started IntegraCare, one of the things I noticed was just his his incredible expansive network of friends, business friends, um, and colleagues, and how they interacted. Um, and yet, I had a few women folks that I interacted with business-wise and, you know, business-slash-personal. But it was, it was very limited compared to his. Um, and it really made me start reaching out, not just in senior living, but outside senior living. So, you know, people that are in communications, people that are in healthcare, people that are in financial services. And I have met some incredible, incredible females whom I would consider, even though I didn't have a formal mentoring relationship with them, mentors because I learned so much outside of my world. And it helped me see 
why Rick has been so successful because his role is growing our business. Mm -hmm. He has been able to do that by virtue of those relationships. So as females, I think seeking out organizations that are cross uh, industries, um, seeking out relationships with, with people that are not necessarily at your level, but who are leaders, thought leaders, industry leaders, um, and find a way to be intentional about how those relationships operate. Because now, it's weird, but that probably has been the last, I would say, seven to eight years of my career is when I came to that epiphany. And I'm, I've enjoyed my work so much more because of it. Mm, very, very good advice. So, that, yeah, that's, that's good stuff. Um, as we end... I'm gonna. We usually end with a quote, okay. but I'm gonna throw that back over to you because I, I I like one of the quotes that that you have because it's very powerful and there's an there's an extra nugget in there. So I'll let I'll, okay. I'll let you. I'll hand that over to you because what you say here, right? Right. So in our in our company, uh, one of the things that we say, and, and if you were here, you'd hear it often. We say it's a game of inches, mm -hmm. um, and one of the things that that I've seen as a leader is we are always looking for that next best thing, you know, and the world is always offering the next program, the next technology, and each time these things are going to revolutionize something. And even though that's true, what we've come to believe is that it's, it's really a game of inches. It's probably a hundred different things that we're doing to make it a good place to work, and a hundred different things that we're doing in our communities to make them a great place to live and recognizing that no one of them is going to be the you know the gold that if we do that every single time we're going to be we're going to be fantastic the the gold really is putting the things in place having a tangible way of measuring their effectiveness and being willing to reinvent yourself and what we do here is we say you have to reinvent every 2 years so if you're a person that doesn't like change that's a pretty tough pill to swallow. And it's funny that I, that I am such a believer in it because many years ago, someone said to me, um, your perfect attendance program is, is uh, pretty outdated because you're rewarding team members for perfect attendance over the course of a year. And they said, you ought to really consider quarterly. And my exact words were, over my dead body. I will never do that. People need to be able to come to work. And I, and I remember being like really ticked that somebody would suggest that. And now here we are, you know, 17 years later, and we reward attendance on a monthly basis. So what that says is you kind of have to be able and willing to reinvent. Now, now looking at the way we do those things now, I'm proud of that. Yeah. But back then... I thought those are for the weak people. Only the weak people would give in and have such a ridiculous standard. So basically, it's the game of inches. It's, yeah. it's how you take those inches, keep what works, and make it better, and throw what doesn't out the window and replace it with something else. That's great stuff. Well, thanks for being our ray of sunshine Thank every you. day here, but uh, on our podcast today. Really appreciate uh, the, all, the, all the good tips that you've given us. And that's all for today, folks. We really appreciate you watching. I hope you got a lot out of today. I know I certainly did. Even though I've known you, I got a couple more tips from Thank you. you. That's, that's great. <laughs> and, um, I, you know, I really do believe for those that, that listen, you can be that just ray of sunshine. You can believe in people, and it does work. It right? does, and, yes. 
and you know keep after it folks we'd really appreciate it if you hit that subscribe button as well as the bell icon down there to get notified when we post next if you'd like more information please don't be afraid to reach out visit us at centerforvictory.com and last thing just to remember wherever you're at whatever you're doing make this your best day yet see you later bye